Right, in today's episode of the Teaching ELA podcast, I'm going to share with you a video I made a few years ago. It's uh, called The 12 Myths of ELA Lesson Planning, and I'm not sharing the video. I'm sharing you the audio portion of the video. This comes from my free video course, my free lesson planning video course that you can sign up for at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. I talk about the, again, the 12 myths of lesson planning, and uh, Enjoy. Most DLA teachers feel like they don't have enough time to get everything done that they need to get done. That's why everything we do here at the Teaching ELA podcast is designed to help you leave on time today and still have a great lesson tomorrow. You ever feel like you're a little stressed out? Maybe you don't have enough time. Of course you do. You're a teacher, right? And, a, and an ELA teacher at that, so the grading load's much more difficult. Uh, and there's really no simple way to get through all the grading. So we're always pressed for time as ELA teachers. But I contend that if our lesson plans are in order, that we have a lot less stress and we have a lot more time. So I'm going to address today the 12 lesson plan myths that cause stress and waste. Before I do that, I want to tell you who I am. I'm Trent. I've been an ELA teacher for 20 years, new teacher mentor for 15 years, and I'm the founder and uh, operator of what I consider the the premier website on the internet for ELA lesson plans, ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. You ever had poor or no lesson plans? I have. Remember early on in my career, I, I struggled with this. I First of all, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, any first or second year teachers uh, or anyone who used to be a first or second year teacher ever experienced the I have no idea what I'm doing phase of teaching. And I think my entire first year and a half was this. It never seemed like I had any time. And the reason I didn't have any time is because I didn't have any lesson plans or my lesson plans were terrible. And I was because of that, I was always stressed out. I was always waiting till after school, try to throw something together after school. It'd be like 3.30, 4 o'clock. I'd be ready to go. Or uh, you ever done the, oh, I have five minutes between periods. I'll just throw together a quick lesson this way. Or during lunch, never worked out. If we can get rid of some of these lesson plan myths, I think we're going to have more time and be less stressed out. In fact, I want to ask you a question right now, a couple of questions. How much better would you teach if you could reduce planning stress? That is, imagine right now, imagine right now that your entire week, month, semester's lesson plans were already written and you already had the handouts and the copies made. Wouldn't that be awesome? So you'd be able to leave on time, right? So what would you do if you left on time? How much better would your personal life become, for example? Not only that, not only would you have more personal time, but that personal time wouldn't be spent worrying about your lesson for the next day or the next week or, or how you're going to teach that poem or, uh, or oh, no, then I have to start a novel next week. I wonder if I can put it off another few days because I don't really know how to start it. Not impossible, it's not. And it all begins with planning. Hey, isn't it time to take back your time? And when you take back your time, what you're really doing is taking back your life. So let's get started. 12 lesson plan myths that cause stress and waste time. Number one is I don't have time to plan. The truth is you don't have time not to plan, right? Investing a few minutes, and sometimes that's all we have. It seems like that's all we have. Investing a few minutes of uh, of planning before you start class results in less stress and more productivity. A minute of planning will save five minutes of wasted time in class. So we don't have good plans or we have no plans. We're not just wasting our time after school, during lunch. We're wasting our students' time. We're wasting taxpayer money because they we are getting paid by taxpayers to actually teach something useful. 
Uh, and your ability to set goals, make plans, and take action on them determines the course of your class and of your career. So a lesson plan is you're setting a goal, you're making a plan how to get there, and then you're taking action during class. And if you can do those three things, you're going to have a great career. I don't need to plan. This is similar to myth number one. The truth is you do need to plan. Okay, winging it doesn't work and causes unnecessary stress. Again, we've all, I've been there. I get it. There were days when I had no idea what I was doing. And then I realized that, you know what, I need to take a little bit, a bit more time, start planning a little more in advance, recognize that lesson plans are important, but they need not be urgent. Okay, but winging it doesn't work, it causes unnecessary stress. You need documentation, you need to prove to someone what you've been doing. As teachers, we, we enjoy great freedom because for the most part, we're left alone. Yeah, we get harassed by administrators or, or parents from time to time and students, of course, but that's part of the job too. But uh, we're left there alone, so we need some way to show that, hey, look, this is what I've been doing. Even if it's not working, even if it's not working, it's it's okay. You still have documentation that you're that you're trying. You're doing your best. Oh, and most all schools require. All right, at some point, your 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 boss, your administrator, uh, school board, some a parent might ask for your lesson plans. In fact, many school districts have you put them online. I know mine does. You have to prepare handouts and notes. So even if you do come up with a great lesson plan on the way to school, or if you come up with a great lesson plan during your lunch, you still have to prepare handouts, you have to prepare notes, you have to make copies, all that stuff. All right, myth, myth number three, I am spontaneous without a plan. The truth is you are more spontaneous with a plan. Thinking up lessons on the way to school rarely works. Every now and then, you know, I've come up with great lessons on the way to school. Most of those great lessons on the way to school, I already had lesson plans for the day, but I knew, I was confident and I knew I could kind of go in a different direction with it. You are free and confident with a good lesson plan, plain and simple. When you have a good lesson plan written, when you have your lessons prepared, your handouts prepared, your notes prepared, you're confident. And with this confident confidence, you're able to be more spontaneous. Good plan provides the foundation for spontaneity. If you have a good lesson plan written, you can start with it. And when you're feeling it, you get in the zone sometimes, right? You got to switch things up and that's okay. Just because you have a good lesson plan doesn't mean you have to follow it in detail. And let's be honest, you know, depending on your experience, your comfort level, uh, you know, if you're in your 15th year teaching, you're going to deviate a little bit more. Your lesson plans probably don't have to be as detailed, right? But you still need a plan. Good plan provides foundation for spontaneity. And let's face it, running out the door in the morning without a plan usually leads to stress, problems, and extra work. In fact, most bad days begin without a plan. So the next bad day you have, and I'll be honest with you, I have about between one and three bad days every school year. Some of them because my plan, you know, I have a plan, but maybe I didn't put it into action. Uh, so when you have a bad day, think back and ask yourself, how was my plan? How was my lesson plan? And that could be the cause of your stress. All right, myth number four, I have to cover the material. I have a secret for you. You don't have to cover the material. You need to teach skills. Go deep, not wide. No one cares what color Huckleberry Finn's hair was. All right, it doesn't matter. No one really cares what the name of the governor is and uh, the scarlet letter. I believe it's Bellingham, though, in case you're wondering. You don't need to cover the material. Hey, it's okay not to finish a novel. 
I've done it. We were reading uh, something by Jane Austen. Everyone hated it. So I said, we're not going to finish it. Went to something else. Taught the same skills. Taught the same skills. You don't need to cover the material. Focus on the skill or standard. You can find facts with Google. Every single kid in your classroom can go find the fact that you just taught. In fact, pretty much any fact you could find in like point zero 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 two three seconds and there's like 64,000 hits on it. All right, so any kid can find the fact that you just taught. So we don't need to cover the material. We can cover the skill or standard. We can engage students and if they want to know, they'll find on their own. Students should be learning skills in your class, not covering materials. All right. We don't teach materials. We teach skills to students or we teach students skills. Number five, I'm the only one who needs to know. Truth is, your students need to know the plan, too, because just because you know what's going on doesn't mean they know what's going on. I think, uh, you know, I always like the end of the semester when I'm grading the Scantron quizzes and they make that noise when you put it through the Scantron machine every time something's wrong and it, it sounds like a machine gun. Well, that machine gun's metaphorically shooting my soul if they don't know the answers. And I think one of the reasons they don't know the answers to the questions we give them is because they don't know our plan. They don't know what we want. Students need to know the plan. Write the primary lesson goal on the board in student-friendly language. I think we've been taught since uh, Lesson Planning 101 in college to write the objective on the board. It needs to be written in student-friendly language, usually with an action attached to it. Okay, if, if students, if, if the goal is you're going to cite uh, specific examples from a literary work, uh, you need to include an action with it. You should be saying that you're going to cite specific examples in this literary work by finding them on these pages and then writing them down in this chart. Write daily activities as well. So you have one primary goal on the board with the activities. Students can follow along. They know what progress they're making. They know that you have your act together. All right, because believe it or not, students know when we don't know what we're doing. Okay, they can, they have, uh, pardon the expression, but they have BS detectors, and some of them are pretty good at it. So writing daily activities on the board, they know that you know. And then there's the weekly plan on the board as well. Here's what I did, and, and I don't know how it works in all schools, but what I would do is I would have a chart on the right side of the board. Monday through Friday was written in there. Every Monday, the first thing I did, I said, students, take out your, your agendas. I made them get an agenda. Here's what I plan on doing this week. They would know if, if they were sick. They knew if there's a quiz on Thursday or Friday. They knew that if they weren't on school on Wednesday, they still had a quiz to take on Thursday or Friday. Students need to know what's going on in your class. For six, standards are for administrators. The truth is teaching to the standards keeps you focused. Okay, Standards keep the most important thing the most important. That way, if you write it on the board, you need to be focused on it. Skills are being taught. If the administrator walks in and sees it, great. But we don't do things for administrators, okay? This isn't a dog and pony show, right? Long road, we're just trying to stay focused and grounded and keep moving forward. Doesn't that sound like teaching right there? got to keep moving forward, stay focused. All right, myth number seven, each lesson covers one standard. Truth is, each lesson covers at least one standard. Okay, most lessons cover multiple standards. The standard you write on the board is the focus. It's okay for students to learn more than one skill. That came as a shock to me by my first or second year. It's like, oh, you mean I can teach more than one thing with this? And it's not always the only skill. 
Myth number eight, each lesson must cover multiple standards. The truth is some standards are taught alone. Some skills require laser focus. Some skills are more difficult than others. There is always unintended teaching and learning taking place. Even if uh, we're teaching a, a skill, just a one skill in a class, students are accidentally learning other skills too that we may not necessarily be focused on. But let's face it, some things are more difficult than others. You know that. All right, myth number nine, I only need to teach a standard once. This is each standard is taught until it's mastered. That used to be my, you know, again, I'd go to meetings and say, well, I, I taught this. I'm like, well, that's nice, but did they learn it? And that was something that I had trouble with. A lot of teachers have trouble with. We assume when we taught it, the kids should know it. And let's be honest, they should, right? We taught it 17 times. They should probably know it by now. But uh, as teachers, we don't deal with shoulds and shouldn'ts. We deal in reality, and the reality is sometimes we got to teach it more than once. The standards are not a to-do checklist. You're still responsible for teaching students who aren't learning. I always use this example as teach your children not to run in front of a car until they've mastered it. One time might not be enough. So I don't know how many times I told my two-year-old not to run in the street, but I kept on having to tell him over and over and over because I wanted to make sure he mastered the skill of not walking in front of a semi, right? And differentiation requires multiple lesson plans. Truth is, differentiation requires a good lesson plan. Your administrators are probably uh, harping, oh, you need to differentiate your lesson plans. And, and it gets old because you're like, I'm so dang busy. I'm not going to write multiple lesson plans for different students. Truth is, a good lesson plan will do the differentiation for you. And to do that, you know, your handouts need to account for multiple levels. I use graphic organizers and rubrics. If you've been to my site, ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, uh, you know that uh, my lesson plans, for the most part, contain is 90% graphic organizers, or maybe 75%. If I assign an essay or a project, there's going to be a rubric involved. That way I can assess students that are on different levels differently, and the answers they give can be on different levels as well. Very open-ended. And uh, again, a good lesson plan, open-ended assignment, teaches to all levels. Number 11, lesson plans begin with standards. First is content can be adapted to the standards. My lesson plans don't, in fact, most of the time they don't begin with standards. I, I came to uh, my new school a few years ago and they said, these are the books we teach. I'm like, okay. So I took those books and I made sure that as I taught those books, I covered the standards that were required for each quarter they were taught in. Simple enough. You don't need to begin with the standards. You do need to include the standards. We teach with what's available. Hey, sometimes the book room has this book, and that's what we're teaching. Or the book room has this textbook, so that's what I'm teaching. We can adapt. You can adapt lessons and materials to teach the standards that need taught. Number 12, I can ignore the standards. Truth is, teach skills, not facts. We've already addressed this. Facts and information is a foundation for some assignments. Skills, however, are transferable. So those are the 12 myths. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around to the end. Uh, soon we're going to be launching a course here at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. It's, uh, it's going to help you plan an entire semester's worth of lesson plans in just a few days. That's right. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine you had your semester's lesson plans written before the semester started. How much stress-free teaching could be done? How much time could you actually spend engaging uh, students in the material and getting to know the students a little bit? It's, it's so hard sometimes, especially as an, as an ELA teacher. It's so hard getting to know the students because we're so busy grading essays. We're so busy planning that 
A, we're, we're not there. We don't live in the moment of the class. We're worried about how I got to grade these papers. Oh, we're at our desk grading them. Hey, I'll, I'll admit I've spent some time at my desk grading papers when I should have been maybe mingling with my students. And I spent, I used to spend a lot of time at my desk or in the front of the room writing a lesson plan when I should have been interacting with students. And I spent time interacting with students while distracted because I had so much planning to do. I didn't have a good lesson plan for the next class. So uh, the, the class coming up is going to be a great class. I can't wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way uh, you feel about your profession. It's going to change the way you interact with students. It's going to make a huge impact, and that's going to be coming soon. If you're on my email list, great. You're going to know exactly when this course opens. If you're not on my email list, just go to elacommoncorelessonplans.com. Sign up, or you can just shoot me a direct email. Let me know you want on, you want on the list. All right, thanks for thanks for tuning in today. Have a great. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher ready, student ready lesson plans, head on over to elacommoncorelessonplans.com. That's elacommoncorelessonplans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 